Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith. Yellow. He's the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Dave, as you well know, Illinois is not the model for ethics in government. (laughs) We have an ex-governor in prison. The feds are looking around City Hall. And we pay a corruption tax for the right to live here. Our guest believes that it is well past time for a change. Uh, David Avignoni is the executive director of ICEPAC. Illinois Citizens for Ethics, a pro-life political action committee, ethics and pro-life activism. They go hand in hand. How so? Well, good afternoon. Um, (laughs) You know, ethics has been ignored, at least uh, part of it, obviously. And the, the listeners here know that ethics is based in morality. That's right. And if you don't have, uh, if you don't have all bases covered, you're not you're not uh, talking the whole game, That's you know. Right. So it's not just corruption and and you know everything on the fiscal side of things. Ethics does involve life, you know, moral ethics. I mean, so if a candidate or uh, elected official is wrong on the life issue, you question their ethics. Exactly. I mean, look at look at Governor Rauner. Yep. You know. Yep. We saw that from the beginning. At least I did. When he wasn't bold enough to speak out in favor of life, that's right. We knew that there was something going on, and married to a, a pro-abortion activist, you knew that uh, you know a decision would have to be made where he would have to choose the state over his wife, or vice versa. And you know he went, he sided with his wife on that. That the abortion cheerleaders versus the little babies. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's pretty sad. Yeah, well, and, and in, in Chicagoland, boy, do we have a target-rich environment for those federal investigators. We have uh, – it's, it's beyond time, right, to, to get someone or get some candidates out there who, uh, who have a, a record of ethics, who are willing to stand up and speak out for the unborn. Amen. Amen. And, you know, referring to the federal investigations right now in <laughs> – in Chicago, you know, it's job creation, so you have to look at the positives of that, <laughs> right? More people employed, you know. I, I, it's been going on my entire lifetime. I suspect it will continue to go on as, in, until the voters decide they've had enough. Yeah, yeah, and let's uh, let's pray that we find the right candidate uh, in the next election for mayor. Well, right. let's <laughs> ask you about that. Uh, is IcePAC endorsing any of the candidates for mayor? At this point... We have not uh, made any endorsement. Is uh, there a pro-life candidate? Stay tuned. Well, yes, yeah, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Stay is, tuned. It, so at the recording yeah. of this podcast, um, that's yet to be determined. However, if you're listening to this, go to their website, and your website is? Our website is ice-pack, as in P-A-C, Political Action Committee, dot com. Ice-pack, dot com. And you'll have endorsements listed there? We will. You know, we've never been involved in a mayoral, mayoral race. That's right. And this would be the first. Um, and it's a, it's, it would be interesting. You know, if, if we do get somebody who wants to 
align with the pro-life uh, value, right. you know, that could be a big, a big thing, you know, in, in a public sphere, having somebody of influence uh, promoting the in the Chicago in Chicago. Right. So we're yeah. talking about the candidates running for Chicago, and there's 18 of them, right, Monty? Uh, I think. And and, <laughs> yeah. and and the vast majority of them are on the left, far left wing of the political spectrum. Is that fair to say? Do you think it is? And yeah, you know, one of the issues that that comes out in the, in the, for the issue of life in in the city of Chicago, uh, you know, the simple thing of the bubble zone. That's right. Explain that to our listeners. So, well, I have a firsthand experience of the bubble zone. I, Good. We like stories. I happened to be uh, arrested, <gasps> arrested, oh and handcuffed. You radical. In front of for, an abortion clinic? For violation and ordinance, I was taken away. In a squad so you were car. doing sidewalk counseling, protests? What were you doing? I was counseling. 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 Looking to help save innocent victims going into the Planned Parenthood. Yes, yes. So there, it was... Uh, it was a big ordeal back in 2010 when this was passed. And, you know, we were doing our normal thing, you know, out at Planned Parenthood, LaSalle and Division. And, you know, they were intimidating us, meaning Planned Parenthood and their, sure. their, their folks. And once they were able to get the bubble zone passed through the support and sponsorship of, of the local alderwoman, of that ward. So the city of Chicago was, passed this ordinance saying there's right. a bubble. You cannot... Council and protest. Mayor, da- Mayor Daly passed it. Yes, he signed it. The pro-life uh, Catholic. Right. Right. Um, Not. So it says, you know. So the ordinance <laughs> says you sh- you are unable. It's illegal to to approach anybody within eight feet of that that person. You cannot get within eight feet of a person in a certain radius of the entrance of an abortion clinic. Okay. In order, in order to do, That's, it's like fifty feet, right? Something right. Like so that. there's a radius of fifty feet from the entrance of the abortion clinic, and and it it states you shall not do six different things to the to another person within eight feet of that person. Okay. So you cannot get close enough with you know approach anybody within eight feet to counsel hand them some literature, hand literature, yeah, uh, protest, pray with them. Well, that's interesting because there was another person, uh, who, a student who was arrested for praying, mm. and the the police officer cited that prayer is a form of protest, and so he was he was arrested, and that went uh, that made national news, and he the, the city of Chicago ended up dropping that after the outrage because so, they were afraid it was because go, he literally yeah. was not talking to anybody he so they're silently praying how did you get out of jail <laughs> yeah. well you know after three or four hours i finally they you know they finally let me out by by a, with the i bond where you just sign your name but it was ridiculous i mean so be held in confinement you have for charges four hours? on your record really? um no so the that ours was dropped as well uh after uh, no no witness would show up to the court hearing. Interesting. The court case, right. So there was a court case. Do you have set. any legal recourse? Well, Thomas More Society defended me, and I was gracious for, for their support at that point. Um, but we did not go. They did. They chose not to go after the city because uh, there, there had been a law in Colorado that was upheld uh, for, for the bubble zone. Now, they are finally going after the bubble zone with some some um, tactics okay. to attack it 
not not based on the, the wording of the law, but the way it's it's uh, uh, administered right now. Okay. Because they are discriminating only against people who are pro-life, though it's it's actually supposed to be protecting everybody. I've heard that uh, one of the judges that could potentially hear this case is on the list of potential Supreme Court nominees. So, interesting. So, hmm. you know, Chicago is not the only one with this bubble zone law, right? There's multiple cities out there that sure. have sure. Uh, this kind of onerous restriction on, on your right to speech. So, um, that's interesting. So, let's say we get a, a mayor who is pro-life yeah. and would, would um, you know, side with us. You know, he has the the authority to drop cases right. in the, in this regard. Even if the law is on the books, he can, you know, make sure that nobody Listen, is prosecuted. David, we, anyway. we have mayors uh, throughout this, the, my lifetime in the city of Chicago who have told uh, the police uh, to turn a blind eye to certain activities, whether it be a gay pride parade or bikes exactly. on dikes on bikes or or these kind of things that are happening in the city of Chicago. So um, he has the authority to do that and say, look, turn a blind eye to this. David, a lot of folks who are conservatives or pro-life, pro-family feel like they just do not have a voice here in Illinois, especially in the Chicago area. So what is ice pack doing for them in the public square well i'm going to go back about 10 years when i i was in this position i was not not in a position of executive director of ice pack but i was in a position of uh, being not knowing where to go so it was just after the uh, general election presidential year when uh, president obama was elected i didn't know what to do and I, I knew I was not the only one. I was passionate, but I didn't know where to turn. And finally, I just started getting involved. And next thing you know, I found Ice Pack. And next thing you know, I'm out walking door to door with, <laughs> in, in, up in the northwest suburbs with Tom Morrison. Excellent. Yep. I didn't know anything about him at the time. It was the middle of winter. This was a primary season. I didn't even know anything about primaries. And I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a a pro-abortion Republican, right? Who Tom Morrison was challenging in the primary. That's Once right. I, so I show up, show up in the district, and I, I'm like, wow, this is eye-opening. I can't believe that there's a pro-abort, not only not only pro-abortion, but somebody who donates to Planned Parenthood. That's how passionate she was, and she was a sitting Republican. And incumbent. that was what Susie Bassey, right? That was Susie Bassey. Yeah. Uh, so. From that, I was. And Tom hoped. Morrison was the challenger, and in that year, he defeated her with the thanks with with the help of Ice Pack and David Avioni and a whole slew of other volunteers but, who, but that who voice, walked door to door. Yeah, it's something that uh, you know it just can't have Ice Pack do the work for you. If you want to have that voice, you got to do something about it, don't you? Well, sure. You know, Tom Morrison was an outspoken advocate for life. That's right. Uh, and he made that. Uh, front and center in his campaign you know he wanted every republican voter to know where Susie bassey stood on the issue that's excellent so you know what we did is ice pack we the weekend before the election we showed up at every almost every church in the district with huge banners pointing out the fact that Susie bassey was pro-abortion and tom morrison was a pro-life candidate 
Now, Tom Morrison ended up winning, you know, handily in that in that race, but it was a dogfight. A lot of money was spent to slander Tom Morrison in that race. No, and and he barely survived this last election. Um, but uh, we are grateful for candidates who are bold and outspoken on this issue. And when we come back, we need to talk more about. Um, maybe why we lost so many seats this last election uh, with candidates who didn't make it an issue, who decided to sit back and try to coast. So with that. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. We will continue our conversation with David Avignoni with IcePack after this. Trans ideology is in our schools, government, churches, even our homes. We need to start taking some action in stopping this total madness. Join the Illinois Family Institute for our Trans Ideology Worldview Conference, Saturday, March 16th at Stone Church in Orland Park with Dr. Michelle Cretella, authors Denise Schick and Douglas Wilson, and Walt Heyer, a former transgender with encouragement for others. Let me help you realize who you are. The Illinois Family Institute Worldview Conference, biblical training for today's culture, 10 a.m. Saturday, March 16th at Stone Church in Orland Park. $20 per person, $50 per family. To attend, call 708-781-9328, 708-781-9328, or visit IllinoisFamily.org. Ingeniously random? I don't think so. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Ever wonder how dandelion seeds travel so far? Where, according to the journal Nature, scientists now know the secrets in the structure of those tiny white parachutes. Look closely at dandelion fluff and you'll notice lots of empty space between the bristles. Any parachute with that many gaps would be useless. But for dandelion seeds, those gaps plus a rare combination of size, mass, and shape make it possible for a vortex to form above the parachutes. This vortex helps them stay in the air longer and to move the seeds farther. Well, the authors of the article call this an example of how evolution can produce ingenious solutions to the most finicky problems. As World Magazine points out, though, how can a blind random chance process form ingenious solutions? If it did, it never meant to. Ingenuity presupposes a mind. I agree with nature that the design of the dandelion is ingenious, but it questions the evolutionary process. It doesn't confirm it. For more on faith and culture, come to Breakpoint.org. I'm John Stone Street. Thanks again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with David Smith, the Hello. Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. We're joined by David Avignoni with ICEPAC, Illinois Citizens for Ethics, a pro-life political action committee. Can we throw pro-family in there too? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand, right? I would think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, pro-life candidates in Illinois. Uh, did not fare very well in the November election. They were targeted and outspent by the pro-abortion left, personal PAC. Um, in terms of money, I know we can't level the playing field, but can we at least get into the ball game? Well, of course. Uh, I think what we've seen is that, well, first off, the, the pro-abortion side has tons of money. Millions, millions of dollars. But we've also seen that the pro-life side 
the pro-family side does not need that amount of money to get the message out. Not even close, you know. Uh, we've seen, so with Tom Morrison, going back to Tom Morrison, his last campaign, he only won by 40 votes. Not, right. Right. He, a landslide. A landslide. <laughs> <laughs> he was outspent, uh, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was well over a million dollars against him. Right. Uh, with, with only, I think almost $2 million, am I correct? I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but um, I was thinking as you're talking about Jeannie Ives versus Bruce Runner in the primary, and she came in with a cat whisker of beating, even though he was outspent her $50 million to $5 million. So, I mean, it's similar, right? Exactly, with false advertising. False, and lies. And yeah. Yeah, false advertising, misleading advertising, whatever on, they want. On Rounder's part. You know. Exactly. And they, they did the same thing to Tom. Uh, they absolutely did. A and, and other candidates. And another candidate, a third-party candidate, who shall not be named. <laughs> we will not name him. Tom Morrison ran a good campaign, okay? Yeah. Now, he, he was not— We did the lead work, I know that. I mean, he was knocking on doors, for well, of one. Of course, right. I mean, he, he's a man of the people. Yep. You know, he's, yep. he's out. He's always meeting with people. He's very personable. Yep. Now, what we see is that Tom Morrison is in a—he he has a predicament. So, as pro-life as he is— he doesn't get to dictate the narrative himself in all aspects. Sure. So you have the Republican Party running ads on TV. You have other major organizations running ads on TV. Sure. Did any of them mention the fact that Tom is the pro-life candidate? Hmm. No. No. But the other side made sure to let viewers know that Tom Morrison was the pro-life candidate. But— well in a negative way. For the record, Illinois Family Action did put some robocalls out identifying Tom, but our uh, our contribution <laughs> was very small in comparison sure. to to the avalanche that was uh, spent. And you're you're absolutely right, David. The um, the left, the candidates on the left wing are emboldened. They are strong. They are not ashamed of their pro-abortion um, credentials. And, and position, and they're going full force. And it would seem to me, in the wake of what's happened in Virginia, in New York, now in New Mexico, where they're saying infanticide, basically, should be fine, and it should be between a woman and her doctor. I mean, are you serious? Or would we be saying the same thing if a woman hired a hitman to say, well, that's just between her and her contractor? <laughs> There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So we we've known how radical it's been in Illinois for a while. We're we're not immune to it, you know. Um, we know we know exactly what the abortion side does, and now they're emboldened in all these other states. The thing is, they're dictating the narrative, and they've been doing it for far too long here in Illinois. They've and we're dictating. letting them right, and we've got a Republican Party who is so wimpy. We're we're basically running from our own shadow, right? Yeah, and they, they choose to run from the shadow. Exactly. Yes. It's not they're not even running in fear. They're they're they want to get out thinking that that is the best way to win the argument. Well, you cannot win an argument if you're not showing up to the that, fight. To the fight. That's right. How do you how do you win a game? How do you win a football game if you don't show up to the field? That's called forfeit. That's forfeit. So <laughs> you just lost the game and now what? The the audience gets to see the one team playing. That's right. 
and they have the only narrative. They have the only only well, thing. Well, they, they set the narrative like this now. It's not so much a woman's choice, okay? It's women's health care, women's reproductive health care. They're driving into our minds that abortion is health care. And even pro-life candidates are letting them do that. They don't correct them on this. And what you're saying, and you're what you're saying here, David, is this is not the model for victory, right? We we had Roskam, Peter Roskam lose. We had Randy Hulkring group, two good pro-life voices in Congress who didn't come out punching and swinging. Then we had a whole slew of, of Republican state lawmakers, including Mike Connolly and David Olson and Chris Nybo, who say they were pro-life, but they shot themselves in the foot by voting for ERA. Sure. Uh, but they also then decided to promote the ERA vote, but mm-hmm. stay silent on the pro-life um, aspect of it all. And, and they paid the price. They paid it. Yep. Look at you know, probably the one that everybody saw in the, in the forefront was Erica Harold. Okay. So Erica Harold, who ran for she, attorney general, for attorney general, she was being bombarded with her stance on pro-life, right? I'm ad after ad after ad. Where was the and Republican was, Party to help her out? And she yeah, was pro-life. Was. She's personally pro-life, and right. was you know she would legislate or. or uh, act in that way as attorney general right from what from all the accounts that we know but her opposition defined her that's her right. opposition defined her and she as chose the extremist as the extremist and, and as she, a woman and yeah. she didn't her campaign i should say probably wasn't her decision but her campaign managers said let's not turn that around and call him the extremist you know this kwame raul who is now our attorney general of illinois took the seat of Barack Obama, who was the one who refused to call an infant born alive after an abortion attempt anything but a fetus. Right. Exactly. We have to be vigilant on all levels. City government, uh, your, your local alderman, whatever it may be. Because these people, in 10, 15, 20 years, become the next leaders of the state or country. That's, that's a very good and, and very important point because... Even the local races for aldermen, trustees, school board, those are farm teams, aren't they? This is where they get their political training to move up the uh, food chain. So, David, it, is it time for pro-life, pro-family conservatives, when they enter a campaign race from day one to set the narrative and say, my opponent is extreme on abortion? We don't have a choice. We have to. The other option is turning out pro-abortion, 100% pro-abortion Republicans. Is that what we want? Because until that happens, they will be attacked and defined as the extremists by the pro-abortion lobby, specifically Personal PAC. That's right. Personal PAC is the largest abortion uh, pushers in the government affairs in Illinois, for lack of a better word. Yep, yep. And... And uh, they're the biggest cheerleaders. And, you know, ironically, they'll go after anybody who even says they're pro-choice, but not 100 percent. They even attacked Bruce Rauner as being, right. you know, pro-life. Right. We all know he's not, <laughs> but he wasn't 100 percent with personal pack on every single. He, he wasn't issue. pro-abortion enough. He wasn't pro-abortion enough. So unless a Republican 
wants to become endorsed by personal PAC, which if they do, they're no longer Republican. So if you're going to be Republican and stand for the party principles, which is life and family included. It's right there in the platform. You have to define yourself. And we're going to help. You know, Ice Pack is, is going to make some big strides to get involved in some major races from, from now until Election Day of 2020. Okay. In order Primary to— Primary and general elections? Exactly. Okay. So in order to be that voice for these candidates in these hot districts. So tell us your vision. Tell our listeners about, you know, what you're planning to do as Ice Pack and how they, they can get involved— uh, and also contribute to this cause and why they should contribute through Ice Pack to help pro-life candidates throughout the state of Illinois. Sure. Well, first off, there, there are some people out there that says, give the money to the candidate. Well, that's themselves. reasonable. It is very reasonable. But you know what? A lot of candidates choose to use that money to run just a generic mailers and you know, get out the vote efforts, but not specific to pro-life. There has to be there has to be money set aside to rebut the pro-abortion narrative in these districts and go on the attack. So people who support Ice Pack will be assured to know that the pro-life message is going to get out during the campaign. Exactly. Beautiful. And you, there are you want to go on offense. Uh, you said rebut, but we want to get out in front. And paint the other side as extreme. Yep. Sure. When I say attack, I mean on offense. And I don't say mean attack in a, <laughs> in a defensive in way. A, you know, I don't say attack in, in, in the, the way that uh, people might construe it. Sure. You know, the, oh, we, we want to beat people up. No, we want to win. win on offense. It's, it's the, a battle of ideas. Exactly. exactly. Battle of so, ideas. Well, but on, yeah. you know, based on what's happening in New York and, uh, you know, they tried to passed this infanticide bill in Virginia. Now New Mexico's on board or getting that way. Getting, yep. And we have House Bill 40 here in Illinois, well, which is bad Jamie enough. we had Pritzker, who signed on Roe v. Wade Day uh, an executive order and then boldly proclaimed that he wanted to make Illinois the most progressive state for abortion uh, in the nation. I access, mean, abortion access. We want to make it very accessible That's here. right. It's so good for Illinois to have We don't have abortion. enough uh, mills killing kids yeah. yet. Yeah. So, so is this opening up some eyes from not just pro-life people, but people who, you know, they're on the fringes. They say they're pro-choice. Uh, can we, has the veil been lifted? Can we now say to these folks, they're way left to center of where you are. Yep. I think you and all of us here have seen people that have been in the mushy middle finally open our eyes. I personally have friends who are finally speaking out. And it's, it, it's, it's reassuring to see this newfound energy mm. on the pro-life side Good. in the last couple months since the election. Good. Because we, we need it. We haven't had this. We, and I, I believe that it's going to continue. We haven't had this since Barack Obama won the 2018. Well, we know where election. President Trump stands, and he made it very clear uh, in the State of the Union address. You have to be pleased with that. 
But what does his message do for the pro-life cause? Well, he's showing us how to fight, if if you mind me (laughs) stepping in there. I mean, praise God that we finally have a president who's willing to be as bold uh, on the issue. You know, and I've told this story before, Monty, so forgive me, but I wasn't so sure about Donald Trump, but it was the third debate— with Hillary Clinton when he pushed back on partial birth abortion and called her extreme, put her on the defensive, that I said, I'm in. There you go. Amen. He he went on offense on the life issue. Right. He's setting the narrative, not the Democratic left. It's the winning issue, and and polling even suggests that. I mean, if you're only 7% of millennials believe that Abortion should be legal in all circumstances. Okay. 7%. And that's of millennials. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that goes to show you uh, how extreme it is to be 100% pro-abortion. Now, obviously, we, we want to eliminate abort, legal abortion, uh, you know, nationwide. Eradicate it. Eradicate it. Absolutely. But we understand that there's a, it's a political political game. That Until we have the to... day comes where we can eliminate it completely, we need to take incremental steps to stop and save as many unborn children Amen. as humanly possible, as well as victims of abortion. That includes mothers in crisis pregnancies. So, David, you said something uh, earlier about uh, you want to endorse uh, pro-life candidates and work for them. But how do you determine who's pro-life? They can say they're pro-life, but uh, don't they have to have some kind of a track record of activism uh, or would take uh, real substantive steps to do something to at least put restrictions on abortions? Yes. Actions speak speak louder than words. And... You know, we got all these promises from the Republicans in Congress that we're going to defund Planned Parenthood, and they knew full well that the Senate wouldn't go along with it. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to be, be uh, you know, against Planned Parenthood funding right now when you know that nothing will pass. So, so in terms of the House, you have people that will say, oh, yeah, let's defund them, knowing that it won't even pass the House at this point. Two years ago, what, where were they two years ago, federally, in defunding Planned Parenthood? You know, they failed us, honestly. They failed us, and they voted for an omnibus package that supplied $500 million to Planned Parenthood. So, right. um, David, how do they get a hold of you again? So go to our website, icepack.com. That's ICE-PAC.com. And we will be coming out soon with some, some initiatives to get out the do you have energy. an email list? We do. Yes, All right, so on your website, you can subscribe to the email list? Yes, please do so. And we are Best excited about... Pay attention to what you're doing. Uh, you have a Facebook page? We do. We Twitter? Do. Twitter, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do Twitter at this point. At this point. All right. Okay. Well, maybe one day you will join the president over there. <laughs> but but if, I, if I could uh, put in one last thought. Look, we're, we're going district by district. Uh, prioritizing and raising funds in order to do to to basically soften the ground for a victory in 2020. Okay. So, it starts now. We will be doing we'll, we will be hitting legislators hard on the life issue specifically with some innovative tools uh, for everything from video to texting. 
we will be educating voters in certain districts uh, in order to have a successful 2020. Fantastic. And do you want a change in leadership in the Illinois Republican Party? There's leadership in the Republican <laughs> Party? I misspoke. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, well put, what David. <laughs> well played. <laughs> we need them to open up their eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. So if they, if they choose to ignore and run from the issue of life, then yes, we need new leaders. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. But we will work with them if they choose, if they want. Okay. If they, if they come around. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, David Avignoni with Ice Pack. Uh, Dave, we have a couple of events coming up. Uh, Christian's Life in Exile with the Reverend Dr. Erwin Lutzer, February 22nd. Up in Medina, Illinois. It's going to be at Jubilee Church. Hey, Lan, you, you can't help but notice that the culture is drifting far and fast away from God, and uh, Christian values are being um, scorned and ridiculed. Well, you got to prepare for living in exile, and that's exactly what Dr. Lutzer is going to help us do. Christians Living in Babylon, you might say. That's the name of his book. So, All right. If you'd like to attend, give us a call here at 708-781-9328. You can also go online at IllinoisFamily.org. Speak Out Illinois Pro-Life Conference coming up March 9th. You go to our events page and also the Trans... It's a great pro-life conference. Right. Come join us. Yes. And the Trans Ideology Worldview Conference, March 16th at Stone Church in, in Orland, Orland Park. Park. Once again, give us a call, 708-781-9328. Go online, click events page, IllinoisFamily.org. You'll find all the events right there. Hey, and you can always donate to the Illinois Family Institute, <laughs> Illinois Family Action. The website is IllinoisFamily.org for more information. And tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.